0: Hello and welcome on to another episode here of the ISO Ball Podcast with your host, Derek Terrio, your place to learn about the NBA on and off the court. So game three of the NBA Finals is in the books. The Toronto Raptors come away with the win in Golden State with a final score of 123-109, to 109, taking a 2-1 lead in the best of seven series. This kind of was an interesting game. Um, well, let, let's let's just kind of dive into it. No, uh, no delay needed. So... The big difference here for Golden State is the fact that Klay Thompson had a hamstring injury and did not go in this game. Uh, made total sense for the Warriors to rest him uh, for Game 3, given the fact that Game 4 is a short turnaround happening on Friday. So the Warriors starters were Steph Curry and in Klay Thompson's place was Sean Livingston, along with Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins. And for the Raptors, their starters stayed the same. Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and Marcus Gasol. So in the first quarter, the, the very first play of the game, the Warriors get a wide open th- three, open look for Steph coming off some pin down action. And with Cousins uh, setting the screen and he barely missed. And right away you're thinking, uh-oh, if this is the type of looks that the Warriors are going to get for the entire game, the Raptors are going to be in trouble. But they they adjusted. They adjusted big time. And there were three fouls on the Warriors with I mean with a minute ten into the game. Uh, they got in foul trouble very, very quickly. And the story really of this of this first quarter was Stephen Curry. I mean, Steph Curry went into full Davidson mode. 2016 Steph Curry. Whatever prime version of Steph Curry you want to use to describe this game, he was that for this game. He was just unbelievable. Had the first five points of this game and was incredible throughout the quarter. But before we get into you know more about Steph, I thought that once this game started, you could tell that the Warriors were trying to kind of recalibrate what was a good shot for them in this offense given Clay Thompson's absence. So A couple plays that stick out to me is that the Raptors kind of helped off of Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, DeMarcus Cousins, and the way they did that is basically doubling off of post-ups. So whoever was guarding the shooter would come down and guard, basically double-team the post-up, which then they would kick back out to the wing and shoot the three, and there was a couple air balls to start, and you could just tell the Warriors were just trying to assess what is a good shot and what is a bad shot uh, and meanwhile, the Raptors offense started clicking right away. So it was 15-7 with 7.37 to go in the quarter Golden State timeout. And the Raptors had hit their first five of eight shots from the field, including four three, four free throws. A couple free throws from Lowry, a couple from Gasol. Uh, Danny Green hit a three. He really had to go in this game. Uh, Marcus. sol Uh, had some post-ups against DeMarcus Cousins two points and two quick shots in the paint from Pascal Siakam and a Kawhi putback and all of a sudden the Raptors have jumped out to a quick lead Uh, and staying on the Raptors offense it looked to me like the Raptors were going to post-ups and getting points in the paint early I'm not sure if that was an effort to kind of attack DeMarcus Cousins or just try to make it a point to make sure that they were getting into the paint and getting good shots. Either way it it was proving effective for them early in the first quarter So after that, Curry drives into the paint for a bucket, and he hits a 3 off a screen, and then overall he's got 12 of the first 14 points for Golden State. As I mentioned, Steph Curry was just absolutely fantastic in this game. And then back-to-back transition buckets from the Raptors, mid-ranger from Lowry, and then a 3 from Danny Green, and that was a quick 5 points from Toronto. After that, Fred Van Vliet comes into the game, and immediately, I've talked about this, you can see how much harder Steph has to work to get open off of the ball. Uh, but there was one specific play where, and I and I posted this, I should, I'll uh, shameless plug, very quickly, uh, I posted a Twitter thread, at Podcast, in which you can go and look at some of the clips that I found interesting from Game 3, and one of those clips was how Steph Curry was getting top-locked by Fred Van Vliet, And basically, Steph Curry cut back door and had the awareness to know that right away that Gasol was going to help off him and he had Andrew Bogut on the dump down pass for an easy layup. Steph Curry was absolutely creating everything in this game, whether it was with the ball in his hands or off the ball. Either way, he was creating a ton of offense, all of the offense, I should say, in the first quarter. So much so that he actually created every single... Field goal that was scored in the first quarter, except for one, he either scored or assisted on every single field goal. I think, believe nine out of ten in the first quarter. And the one that he didn't assist on, he basically gave the ball up, came off a, a pin down in the corner where Fred Van lee took a half step in the wrong direction and tried to, 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 try to switch on him. Bell, uh, then gets the backdoor cut to McKinney. McKinney finds Draymond Green for an and one. And so, even that clip again, I posted it at, at Iso Ball Pod on Twitter. You saw that Steph Curry created that action off of his hard cutting and forced Van Vliet to make a split-second decision, and he just couldn't make it fast enough, and it led to uh, a Draymond Green bucket. So after the first quarter, Steph Curry is 6 of 11 from the field, 17 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. And on the Raptors' side, Gasol's got 8 points. He's uh, he's doing some great things in terms of post-ups and getting in the paint. Kawhi's making his presence felt. He had 9 points in the first quarter. And after 1, 36-29 for the Raptors after the first quarter. And the, the thing that I kind of took away is the, the Raptors' offense was clicking. The Warriors' D was fairly subpar. And the only reason the Warriors were in this game is because Curry just did absolutely everything. For Golden State. And just a side note here, Danny Green actually hit three threes in the first quarter, most of those coming from the corner. So Danny Green got it going a little bit as well, which was good to see for the Raptors. So second quarter starts here. The Warriors start uh, the quarter with a second unit of Quinn Cook, Sean Livingston, Andre Godala, Jonas Jerebko, and Demarcus Cousins. So Raptors again, took advantage of this unit, definitely. They had nine points in the first two minutes and 18 seconds of the quarter, and basically the way they did this was continue to attack weak links and move the ball to try and find good shots. Specifically, one play, uh, speaking of taking advantage of weak links, Siakam took Jonas Jonas Jurebko off the dribble, and Jurebko can basically just cannot guard Siakam. He took that ball right to the cup and basically just got an easy layup on him, and again, ball movement, uh, Drive the ball, kick it out, force rotations, make the extra pass. The Raptors are doing a great job of that. And back to Siakam, he was five of seven with twelve points, with twelve points to this point after two eighteen uh, in the in the second quarter, and he was just excellent. So Curry comes back in with eight fifty two left in the second quarter, and the Raptors won his minutes uh, while he was sitting. Raptors won those minutes, twelve to seven. And the Raptors in this game as well, and there was a couple in the second quarter, but really a theme to this game, they were getting excellent, excellent opportunities, hitting the roll man out of pick and roll, and one specifically where Kawhi throws an absolute dime on a pocket pass to Ibaka, who gets to the who gets to the rim for two free throws, um, and he also I think in the first quarter as well. Threw a dime to Gasol for an easy layup as well that got Gasol two points so so many opportunities the Raptors were creating hitting the roll man in pick and roll on the Warriors side the Warriors were missing a ton of three point shots they had one possession where they had gotten three offensive rebounds and missed uh, two three pointers and two layups off it with five minutes to go in the second quarter those three is very wide open uh, but despite that, the Warriors' defense was much improved in that quarter, had gone much more engaged, especially defending pick-and-roll action from the Raptors uh, They uh, Kawhi actually ran two pick-and-rolls of one possession and the Warriors defended it perfectly were able to get out in transition in that possession as well uh, defense was so good for the Warriors, Raptors went 4.45 uh, 4 minutes and 45 seconds in that second quarter without scoring uh, until Lowry hits a big-time three from the wing to push uh, the to push the lead up a little bit. So the Raptors had six turnovers in that second quarter, I think after having one in the first. And like I said, Lowry hits a couple big threes down the stretch to kind of break the drought in the quarter and then gets another layup, uh, at the end of the quarter as well. And then right after that, though, he fouled Curry, giving him two extra free throws from 40 feet from the basket. I'm kind of nitpicking, though, because Lowry did have 11 points in that quarter, and the second quarter score was 24-23 to for Toronto, which led to the 60-52 to halftime score, uh, with Toronto leading by 8 at half. So at halftime, the Raptors 22 points in the paint to the Warriors' 16. Uh, Turnovers about even, 8 turnovers for the Raptors, 9 turnovers for Golden State, and 10 bench points for Golden State, 5 for the Raptors. And in terms of shooting, Toronto shot 48.8% from the field in the half, and the Warriors shot 40% from the field in the half as well. So some of the top scorers at halftime, Curry was 7 of 13, 4 of 8 from 3. He had 25 points, 4 assists, 8 rebounds, 7 of 8 from uh, the free throw line and that's at the half. 25, 4 and 8 at the half for Steph Curry. He had an excellent game and the rest of the Golden State Warriors were 9 of 27 for 27 points. So basically Steph Curry had half of Golden State's points in that first half. And on the Raptors' side, Lowry, 5 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. He had 15 points, 3 assists at halftime. And Pascal Siakam, 6 of 12 from the field, 15 points, 5 rebounds for himself as well. So at halftime, the Warriors, 5 of 19 from 3. Curry had 4 of those, which means that the other Warriors were 1 of 11 from downtown. Just... uh, Terrible performance uh, in terms of uh, shooting from downtown from the Warriors in this game. The Raptors seven of eighteen from three at the half, and the big takeaway for the third game in the row I felt is once again the Raptors outplayed the Warriors by a significant margin, and yet their eight-point lead at half really didn't reflect how much they outplayed them in my opinion. So we get to the third quarter, and despite Danny Green playing very well for the Raptors, hitting again I mentioned hit 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 three threes and was you know playing solid defense. Nick Nurse chose to start Fred Van Vliet in Danny Green's place and again it wasn't because Danny Green was playing poorly it's just because Steph Curry was going off to this point and I think we know by now that Fred Van Vliet is, has been doing the best job guarding Steph Curry and I think Nick Nurse's thinking was look nobody else from Golden State is scoring so if we can just kind of limit Curry's Possessions here going into the third quarter and limit his scoring ability. Uh, They didn't trust the Warriors others to kind of keep up that scoring punch, and because the Raptors had scored, you know, sixty points, uh, forty-nine percent shooting in the first half, they they, to me, to my knowledge, I think Nick Nurse thought I'm going to outscore the Warriors in this half, especially if we've got uh, Fred Van Vliet doing a good job on Curry. So right away, six straight points from Toronto before Iguodala answers with a three, and that was with 10:30 to go in the third quarter. Uh, yeah, in the third quarter, and then the Warriors started to go on a little run, and you know made it 69 to 62 uh, with Toronto leading. And then Toronto just seemed to have an answer every time down though. Every time the Warriors would score, Toronto seemed to have an answer, and. To this point, 30, 32 points for Steph Curry with uh, about halfway to go in the third quarter after a nice relocation three uh, with two guys closing out on him. Pretty ridiculous shot there from Steph and another big thing we talk about, we want to talk about in this game is DeMarcus Cousins was awesome in Game 2. He was just not the same player in Game 3. Uh, some bad decision-making, unable to finish around the rim, and just some terrible defense, especially in the third quarter. One specific play where Marc Gasol just kind of caught the ball and just drove right by him. Uh, had no chance of defending him whatsoever. Gasol got an easy layup. Fred Van Vliet didn't score much in this game, but his buckets just seemed to be so timely in this game. He had one you know, step-out uh, move on, uh, I believe it was Quinn Cook in the mid-range that kind of bailed Toronto out at the end of the clock. Uh, he was chasing Steph around, th- uh, around screens, obviously, making it tough for him and making plays offensively. Uh, he had a nice, uh, nice pull up three with Bogut playing the drop pick and roll coverage. He pulled a three on his head, which was a big shot. Can't stress how good Fred Van Vliet's been in this series. Uh, if you told me in the Sixer series that he was going to be as good as he's been, uh, in game four five and six in the buck series. And now in the finals, I would have just not believe you. Uh, low key Kawhi Leonard had a pretty good game. He, he came back with a couple big shots to maintain the Raptors lead. He had 20, uh, uh, to this point, I think with, uh, just about, a th- uh, three quarters of the third quarter had elapsed. He had 20 points hit a couple big time threes. And then Danny green started getting going in the third quarter as well. He hit a couple big three pointers, uh, one, one three pointer off of, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I, I it, w- it was just a big three pointer from the wing. And then another one off of, a uh, re, um, uh, offensive rebound scramble play where he's leaning into the three-pointer at the end of the quarter and just knocks down a big shot to hold the Raptor lead up and the Raptors on both ends had been there in the quarter which was good to see for them and the third quarter score 36 to 31 Toronto again the second quarter in this game in which Toronto scored 36 points and the score after three 96 to 83 for the Toronto Raptors. So now in the fourth quarter, Ibaka, this was the surge Ibaka quarter. It was unbelievable what this guy was doing. I mean, he first of all, he's blocking a ton of shots. He is deterring absolutely everything Golden State was trying to get at the rim. Not only that, he had a nice pick and pop jumper that he that he hit off of uh, some down screen action where Lowry set him up for a pick and pop. He he was a force on the defensive glass, affecting shots at the rim, not just blocking, but affecting shots at the rim. He had some offensive rebound putbacks. Ibaka was just excellent and he, he really put this game away for the Raptors and Kyle Lowry as well big time uh, uh, Big time three in which he used the escape dribble to bounce out to his left on the left wing and hit a big time shot And then another dagger shot where he uh, Took I can't I can't remember who it was off the dribble But did that little half spin move that he's patented for and basically hit the little turnaround jumper in the paint uh, with a fadeaway to get to his 23 points on the game, he had an awesome he had an awesome night as well, and basically that did it. The Warriors the Warriors made a little bit of a, a little bit of a scare, a little bit of a run at the end of the quarter uh, at the end of the game here, but nothing that was too too uh, n- nothing that was too frightening uh, for the Toronto Raptors, and I think uh, Van Vleet uh, put it away with a big shot as well, and that that end of the game, the final score one twenty three to one oh nine. Uh, for the toronto raptors and that fourth quarter score was 27 to 26 for toronto so toronto run won, won all four quarters scoring 36 in two quarters 24 in the second quarter and 27 in the fourth quarter as well so some final points here uh, second chance points we we saw the raptors completely out Outdid the Warriors in that game. Warriors 23 second chance points to the Raptors 12. Uh, Points in the paint about even 38 to 36. Uh, Toronto won that category, but barely. Fast break points about even, 18 to 17. Toronto uh, won that category as well. Turnovers about even, 16 to 15. Toronto 16 turnovers. Uh, Golden State Warriors 15 and points off of turnovers. Raptors scored 15 points off of 15 Golden State Warrior turnovers. Warriors scored 10 points off of 16 Toronto turnovers. So it's tough to take away too much from this game. I mean. We so what we have so we have the news now that Clay Thompson should be back for game 4 with no minutes limit it seems like he's going to be a full go for game 4 on Friday but Kevin Durant is going to be out no Kevin Durant for game 4 we'll see if he returns for game 5 but um, we we've got we've got a series here we the, the Warriors seem to be up against the Ropes a little bit game 4 on their home court uh, to try and keep this series, you know, going, going down three-one for your Golden State is not a good proposition with uh two more games, uh, maximum at home for Toronto, so uh, nearing a must-win game here for Golden State, but uh, I was listening to the. Steve Kerr, uh, media day today here uh, on Thursday as I'm recording this, and he mentioned there's nothing that the Golden State Warriors haven't seen, and that's true. They've come back down from three one. They've been up three one and lost. They've won without. Uh, they've played teams without their best players. They've won games without their uh, their own best players. They've they've been down. They've been up. They've been they've seen everything in, in a series can throw at them, and so. I think that is an advantage for them uh, going into this game here, but tough to to take away too many adjustments here. I mean, without Klay Thompson, uh, you got to believe the shooting for Golden State is going to get a little bit better. Uh, Golden State shooting on the knife from three-point range uh, looked like they were 12 of 36 for 33%. But again, Curry hitting six of those, half of Golden State's threes, and Draymond hit some meaningless ones that you know, kind of at the end of the game. So that you don't you don't even really count those. And 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 that was pretty much it. I mean, you gotta believe Clay Thompson's gonna get them a little bit more on offense there. And on the Raptors side, 17 of 38 for 40, almost 45 percent for the Raptors. They really had it going tonight. Danny Green with six threes, Kyle Lowry with five, Fred Van Vliet with three, Kawhi Leonard with two. They they really had it going from downtown, which was you know re- really really good to see. And I mean the Raptors just got contributions from absolutely everywhere. Kawhi Leonard, 30 points. Uh, Pascal Siakam, 18 points. Marcus Sol 17 points. Danny Green, 18 points. Kyle Lowry, 23 points. Fred Van Vliet, 11 points. Serge Ibaka, 6 points, but 6 blocks for Serge Ibaka. So, I mean, the Raptors just got contributions from absolutely everywhere. And uh, they actually had one of the first 50-40-90 nights in the playoff. 50% from the field, 52.4% from the field from downtown and 95% from the line. 20 of 21. The Raptors only missed one free throw in this game. And on the other side for Golden State, 39.6 shooting from the field, 33.3 from downtown, and 83.3 from the line. They missed five free throws out of their 30 attempts. So, again, Raptors clearly outplayed the Golden State Warriors in this game and they had to I mean if, if the Raptors were to have lost this game they would have put themselves in a very very tough proposition uh going forward as Golden State seems to you know get healthier or at least hope at least hope they get healthier uh, as the series goes on and so like I said tough to take too much away from this game just because Klay Thompson didn't play you you got to believe some of the spacing stuff would have been different some of those shots that didn't go down would have gone down but I mean the Raptors have held the Warriors to 109 109 points in each of the 3 games in this series. That seems to be the magic number is that you got to score more than 109 points and that sh- that should be the number to, uh, to to get you a win. So I mean, we'll see. There's only been uh, one game that uh, game where they scored 104 where they haven't reached that 109 number. And in general, I think Toronto's offense has been pretty good. Um, they like I said they've uh, they haven't gone to attacking Steph Curry possession by possession. Uh, Nick Nurse has mentioned that they kind of get uncomfortable and out of the flow of their offense when they do that They don't really like attacking Steph Curry, but their formula is working I mean drive kick ball movement making the extra pass hitting the roll man in pick and roll Uh, You go you go under on screens. They're gonna they're gonna bang it on your head You go you play drop pick and roll coverage. They're gonna hit the three They're gonna they're gonna find a way to make buckets on that so I really like what Toronto's doing so far. They should feel very confident. They've got home court back in this series. And if they win this game four, they're going to have a stranglehold in this series. So Toronto really playing with house money going into game four here, knowing that even if they lose, it's a best of three with two on their home court. Uh, but if they win, you know, going up 3-1 with two left on your home court is a real stranglehold on this series. And uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. But... Uh, Big-time performance from Toronto, and Golden State really uh, really on the ropes here, and we'll see how they play going into Game 4, as this looks to be uh, as close to a must-win as you can get uh, in a Game 4 uh, of this 2019 NBA Finals. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. A uh, little bit of a shorter one today. Again, uh, like I mentioned, tough to take away too much without clay on the floor. And uh, it's th- th- this, this lineup for Golden State is just really not indicative of what they're going to have going forward. Uh, but you can check out my Twitter thread that I posted. Again, uh, probably about 30... 30- plus clips that I posted in a Twitter thread uh, going over some of the best stuff that I saw from the game. If you guys have any comments, any stuff that you guys thought specifically from that game, plays that stuck out. I mean, some of the refereeing was bad. I don't really like to talk about the referees too much, but some goaltends got missed, some questionable fouls, uh, uh, a specific play where Kawhi Leonard got a charge with... Draymond Green's heels in the restricted area. Things of that nature. But I don't think the the refereeing overly affected the entire game, in my opinion. So I don't really want to talk about it too much. But... Thanks for listening. Nonetheless, check out that Twitter thread. It's a, it's a great way to kind of supplement this podcast, uh, get you a bit of a visual to some of the stuff that I'm talking about and hopefully gives you uh, kind of a better idea of the, the stuff that I'm talking about. Cause I know sometimes I can <laughs> poorly describe plays, uh, mix up my words, uh, miscommunicate on actions, stuff like that. It's still a learning process to me even doing this podcast for uh, almost a year or an over a year now. So uh, good, good way to just kind of get a better idea of some of the stuff that I'm talking about when I mix up my words, or if you just kind of have questions about some of the terminology and things that I use great way to just kind of get a visual of what's going on as I'm talking about this through the podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for watching the Twitter thread if you got to see that. And we'll see you back with the same content for Game 4.